This is Dina Weiss for Hadar on Parashat Toldot. Tough Love Yitzchak is one of the most enigmatic figures of the Torah. It is hard to understand what motivates him and what makes him unique, as he quite literally follows in his father's footsteps and seems to allow his life to be determined by others. He marries the wife his father's slave picks for him, redigs the wells that his father had dug, and appears to be tricked by his wife and youngest son. Yet, Yitzchak is Kabbalistically associated with the quality of Gevura, strength. Gevura does not seem to be the quality we would associate with Yitzchak based on his biblical behavior. He does not even appear to be the Gibor, the hero of his own story. Although Yitzchak is not the hero of many Midrashim, the Talmud records a story in which Yitzchak outshines our other forefathers. Through understanding this Midrash and the insight it gives us into Yitzchak's unique qualities, we will be able to appreciate Yitzchak's character. We'll be able to learn about the love that motivates his life choices and makes him the uniquely strong and supportive father and forefather that he is. Amar Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmani, Amar Rabbi Yonatan. My dichtiv ki ata avinu ki Avraham lo yadanu v'Yisrael lo yakiranu ata Adonai avinu goalinu meolam shemecha. Liatid lavo yomar lo hakadosh baruch hu laAvraham banecha chat uli. Amar lefanav ribona shalalam yimachu al kedushat shemecha. Amar emar leliyakov dehavale tzar gidul banim. Efshar de ba'i rachamay alaihu. Amar le banecha chatu. Amar lefanav ribona shalalam yimachu al kedushat shemecha. Amar lo besave tama velo bedardeke eitza. Amar lo liyitzchak banecha chat uli. Amar lefanav, ribono shalolam, banai velo banecha? B'sha'ah shehekdimu lefanecha na'aseh l'nishma, karata lahem b'ni b'chori. Achshav, banai velo banecha? Ve'od, kama chatu? Kama shanotav shaladam, shivim shana? Dal esrin, delo anasht alayhu. Pashaluhu chamishim. Dal esrin v'chamish, deleluta, Pashaluhuch esrim v'chamisha. Dal tarte sare upalge de tsuluye umechal udebet hakise. Pashaluhu tarte vesare upalga. Imatasovel et kulam mutav. Ve imlav palga alai ve palga alecha. Ve imtintalomar kulam alai. Hakarivit nafshi kamach. Pashuvi amru. Ata avinu. Amar lehem yitzrak. עד שאתם מקלסים לי, קלסו להקדש ברוך הוא, ומחווה להו יצחק הקדש ברוך הוא בעינייהו. מיד נשאו עיניהם למרום ואומרים, עתה אדוני אבינו גואלינו מעולם שמך. רבי שמואל בר נחמני said, the Rabbi Yonatan said, What is the meaning of that which is written? For you are our father. For Abraham does not know us, and Yisrael does not acknowledge us. You, God, are our father. Our Redeemer, your name is everlasting. In the coming future, the Holy Blessed One will say to Abraham, Your children have sinned against me. Abraham will say before him, Master of the universe, if so, let them be eradicated, thereby sanctifying your name. 
God said, I will say this to Yaakov instead, since he experienced the difficulty of raising children. Perhaps he will ask for mercy on them. God said to Yaakov, your children have sinned. Yaakov will say before him, Master of the universe, if so, let them be eradicated, thereby sanctifying your name. The Holy Blessed One said, There is no reason in elders and no sagacity in youth. That is, neither Avraham nor Yaakov gave a satisfactory response. God said to Yitzchak, Your children have sinned against me. Yitzchak said before him, Master of the universe, are they my children and not your children? At Sinai, when they proceeded, we will do to we will listen before you. Didn't you call them my son, my firstborn? Now that they have sinned, are they my children and not your children? Furthermore, how much did they sin? How long is a person's life? Seventy years. Subtract the first twenty years of his life, for one is not punished in heaven for sins committed then. Fifty years remain. Subtract twenty-five years of nights and 25 years remain. Subtract 12 and a half years for praying, eating, and using the bathroom, and 12 and a half years remain. If you can suffer them all, good. And if not, half of the sins are upon me and half upon you. And if you say that all of them are upon me, I sacrificed my soul before you. The Jewish people began to say to Yitzchak, you are our father. Yitzchak said to them, before you praise me, praise the Holy Blessed One. And Yitzchak points to the Holy Blessed One before their eyes. Immediately they lift their eyes heavenward and say, You, God, are our Father, our Redeemer. Your name is everlasting. This is a story that teaches you not to underestimate Yitzchak. In this story, Yitzchak is passed over at first. God goes from Avraham directly to Yaakov. Only once Avraham and Yaakov fail, does God approach Yitzchak. However, Yitzchak is the only one whose interests align with God's and who wants to vindicate the Jewish people. On the surface, this is a story about Yitzchak, which is reflective of the larger Midrashic and liturgical traditions about Yitzchak. He redeems the Jewish people through his willingness to sacrifice himself at the Akedah. Whereas Abraham and Yaakov both suggest that their children die al Kiddush Hashem, sanctifying God's name, Yitzchak is able to say that he has already died, or was willing to die, sanctifying God's name, so the Jewish people's sins can be neutralized on Yitzchak's account. However, a close reading of the story, and the way it implements the verse from Yeshayahu, proves that this is actually not a midrash about martyrdom, this is a midrash about fatherhood. Abraham and Yaakov have failed as fathers. They do not stand up for their children. Whereas Yitzchak is such a powerful paternal voice that he is almost considered to be a greater father than God himself. The moment of the story when Yitzchak proves himself and saves his children is in fact not when he references the Akedah. Instead, it is when Yitzchak asks rhetorically, are they my children and not yours? Yitzchak forces God to acknowledge that one cannot abandon or sacrifice one's children. If one's children are sinning, even if quote-unquote eradicating them seems like the most likely consequence, another solution must be found. And if the sin needs to be born, then a father should bear it, either an ancestral father or a father who is in heaven. 
But the children need to be loved and they need to be taken care of. In an oral tradition, Rabbi Meir of Premishlan suggests that part of the key to Yitzchak's victory here is not only the force of his argument, but the force of his character. Yitzchak makes his point through the fact that he has a son whom he loves, despite the fact that the son has sinned. Yitzchak has a son who is challenging, who causes his parents and others anguish, who might even be called evil. But Yitzchak still loves him and does not give up on him. When the Torah describes the parental love shown by Yitzchak and Rivka to their two sons, Esav and Yaakov respectively, the language used to describe this love is not quite parallel. Not only do Yitzchak and Rivka love different children, they love them in different ways. The boys grew up and Esav became a man who knew how to hunt, a man of the field. And Yaakov was a calm man, dwelling in tents. And Yitzchak loved Esav, for there was game in his mouth, and Rivka loves Yaakov. The description of Rivka's love is uncomplicated. There is no reason or qualifier given for her love, and it is stated in the present tense. Rivka simply loves Yaakov. This love is natural and unconstructed. The verb form of Yitzchak's love, vayahav, is slightly more emphatic. It indicates that he loved his son as an act, rather than merely inhabiting a state of loving. Yitzchak willingly loved Esau. Recognizing this opens up the possibility of reinterpreting the phrase, for there is game in his mouth. The word ki is usually rendered here as because. Recognizing this opens up the possibility of reinterpreting the phrase for, ki, there was game in his mouth. The word ki is usually rendered here as because, but it can also mean when. Maybe Yitzchak doesn't love Esav because of his predilection for hunting, but rather despite or merely alongside it. He loves Esav even when he is hunting, even when he is exhibiting a personality, character, or behavior that feels at odds with the way that Yitzchak had planned for his eldest son to be. When we think of the great romantics and great representatives of love in the Torah, Yitzchak might not be the first person we think of. However, Yitzchak is the first person who is described as loving and the first one who is described as being loved. Yitzchak is the referent for when God tells Avram to take the son that he loves to be sacrificed. Kachna et bincha et yechidcha asher ahavta et Yitzchak. The first man to love his wife is Yitzchak. And the first man to love his son in an active way is Yitzchak again. Yitzchak's strength, his gevura, is tied to this, that Yitzchak is someone who loves, even or especially when it is hard. 
Yitzchak could have given up on his son, but instead he chose to love him harder. We can see many of Yitzchak's choices through this lens and see his strength displayed in them. It has been noticed by many that Yitzchak and Avraham never appear to speak or interact with each other after the Akedah. But Yitzchak's choice to live his life as his father did, to follow in his father's footsteps and redig his wells, can be seen as Yitzchak's refusing to abandon the father who almost killed him. Yitzchak could have rejected the ways of his own father, but instead chooses to follow in his footsteps, exhibiting his strength and at the same time becoming even stronger. And perhaps his strength in the Akedah was not his willingness to be slaughtered at God's behest, but rather his willingness to call his father Avi, my father, even as he begins to suspect that his father is about to harm him, and to walk Yachdav together with him, even once those suspicions are confirmed. Although there is a significant strain of rabbinic interpretation that argues that Yitzchak was charmed by Esau and blind to his faults, a straightforward reading of the text does not require us to think that Yitzchak was so oblivious. Right before Yitzchak invites Esau to bring him some meat to eat and thereby earn a blessing, the Torah tells us a seemingly unrelated fact. Esau was 40 years old, and he took Yehudit, the daughter of Be'eri the Chittite, and Basmat, the daughter of Elin the Hittite, as wives. And they were a source of bitterness for Yitzchak and Rivka. Both Yitzchak and Rivka are displeased that Esau chose Hittite women as his wives. And it is immediately on the heels of telling us that Yitzchak does not approve of this major life choice that his eldest has made, that Yitzchak invites Esav to redeem himself and earn a blessing. Understanding this about Yitzchak, that he sees Esav fully, recognizing both his failures and his potential successes, can help explain one of the most perplexing moments in the Parsha. Yaakov, with his mother's assistance, brings his father a special meal before Esav is able to produce one himself. Yaakov dressed up as his brother in order to trick his father, but it is unclear if his father is convinced by his disguise when he says, Hakol kol Yaakov Esav. The voice is the voice of Yaakov, though the hands are the hands of Esav. Despite the conflicting evidence, Yitzchak is willing to bequeath the blessing onto Yaakov. This could indicate that Yitzchak does not necessarily need to give the bracha to Esav. He just wants to give Esav a fighting chance at receiving it. He wants to give Esav a task that he can excel at, and in that way channel his hunter's hand and bloodlust into something that might earn him his father's approbation and blessing. Yitzchak is aware of Esav's less savory qualities, but he chooses to love his son anyway. Yitzchak may be blind, but his love is not. His love is strong. Yitzchak is loyal and steadfast. 
This kind of love is not poetic. And this kind of love can make Yitzchak seem weak, uncreative, and uninteresting. But Yitzchak is strong. He is aware that loving his family requires certain sacrifices, certain flexibility, and certain life choices that he might not have made otherwise. Selfishness is weakness, but Yitzchak is selfless. Love is not always pleasant, and love is not always optional. We do not always choose whom we love, and we are not always free to abandon them when they displease us. And though this love is not easy, it is important, and it can be defining. Loving someone who is difficult to love can be the hardest path that we take, and may require all of our strength. Our loving father Yitzchak models both its importance and its possibility. Wishing you a Shabbat of strong love. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you for listening to our weekly Debray Torah. To see more from our archive, please visit hadar.org slash Torah.